0: Well, uh, welcome to Kings. It's great to uh, be sharing God's word with you today. And uh, whether you come to Kings a lot or whether this is one of your first times with us, you're you're, you're so welcome. It's great to have you with us. Uh, We're starting a new series today. It's called Together. And it's going to shape our kind of teaching plan for the next uh, 10 weeks or so. Uh, And it's going to be rooted in familiar passage to us predominantly out of Acts 11, though we will draw from other passages in Acts, about the Antioch church. This is a church that we have looked at, actually, on a number of occasions over the last couple of decades. And it's, it's a model church in the New Testament that we aspire to be like. And in the past, it shaped us. And we just thought in this regathering phase, as we start to come back together in light of all of the legacy of the pandemic, it will be good to look again at this church and hopefully remind ourselves of some of the core values and dreams that we, we say we want to be like this and we're becoming like this. Uh, and at the same time, with so many new people joining us that you kind of catch our heart, this is the type of church we're trying to be. So for some of us, it'll be very familiar. For others, hopefully it'll be new, but I'm hoping it'll inspire all of us to be together. Um, This is, uh, I think it's my favorite picture of of Kings. It's, I don't know how how many years ago it was taken, but when I go uh, like I did in, whether I was preaching in Clarence or Cape Town, at the beginning of the message I introduce myself with greetings from Kings and I say a little bit about my church and say, look, I'm a pastor in London, This this is a picture of my church. And this picture, I think, I mean, you know, it's, you know, the the a picture paints a thousand words, doesn't it? It communicates. And maybe this picture will communicate more than anything I say today. But it sort of shows something that I think reveals, at least for me, the heart of what Kings is about. So I don't know, what do you see in the picture? Well, I see people worshipping God. And I think that's such a high value of, of ours and mine is that I want a church that's just kind of passionate for God. So I don't know if you notice if you see me in worship, I'm not passive. Jesus is alive, let's worship him. And so I love to be involved with a church just lifting hands high and worshiping him. So I think that's there. I think the other thing I see is the diversity. I love age and stage Uh, Black and white and brown and different ethnic mix. And I just love that. It's not without challenge. But I think when I look at this picture, that sort of shows a people that are together. Clearly only together in Christ because our differences are so vast culturally and in age and stage. There must be something that's joining this people together. And then lastly, when I look at it, I like it's full. I do like it's full because I think the gospel is the hope of the world. And therefore, I think what we have here is probably something that is God would. Let's worship him. There's something about people being together, community. And then there's something about outreach, about telling people and gathering a people, hundreds of them to follow Jesus. So that's why I wonder whether this picture speaks volumes about the type of church we are and we want to be. Let's read from Acts eleven, nineteen 19 to 30. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phicinia, Cyprus and Antioch, spreading the word only among the Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. And the Lord's hand was with them. And a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. And news of this reached the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch and when he arrived he saw that the grace of God what the grace of God had done and he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts he was a good man full of the holy spirit and faith and a great number of people were brought to the Lord and then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul and when he found him he brought him to Antioch So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met the church and taught a great numbers numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. And during this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up and through the spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Uh, In the next sort of 20 or so minutes, I just want to introduce this series to you. So it's gonna be very overview and I'm just gonna draw quickly to your attention around 10 or so key themes. There's more than 10 or so key values and themes in this passage, but just 10 that we're going to emphasize and we're going to teach on them through the coming weeks. So really this message is is setting us up for the series. I want to start by saying this was a church that was scattered, started because of the scattering of Christians under persecution and then it was a gathered people. So following the martyrdom of Stephen, uh, the church scattered. It left Jerusalem where it had started. And believers, Christians, went to Antioch, which is about 70 miles north of Jerusalem. And uh, when they were there, they started telling the good news about Jesus. Couldn't help themselves. They're Christians. We've got good news. We might be under persecution, but we're still going to tell people about Jesus. And so that's what they did. And it's like gospel breakthrough, like it's like a revival. People are coming to faith and then um, the apostles hear about it in Jerusalem and they send Barnabas to kind of go and see what God's doing and uh, Luke records it in act for us, what he sees and what happened in this great model church in the New Testament. So it started scattered, but it was always with the purpose to gather a people. We've been scattered, really, for about two years. The pandemic kind of hit in the UK in March 2020. So we've been through a period of scattering. It's not persecution like this church, but it did have the same impact of just meaning that we couldn't get together. And what has happened, because of our cultural context, it really has uh, pushed some of the Uh, tensions we feel in our own culture, and it's pushed us away from being together. So I want to summarize these as individualism, consumerism, and just that we have been dislocated from one another. So our culture thinks very me first. I, we're an I culture. And so we, 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 um, we have to intentionally look to build communities, some more than others, but some cultures more than others, but it's very much a culture that's about me. And so occasionally i bumped into people that said, I quite like it online because I've got such a busy life. I can, it just I can sort out me, I get my spiritual input and I can get on with my life. And I'm thinking, we're not trying to create disciples like that here, everyone. That's not what we mean by being church or being together. Secondly, consumerism, the sense that I can dip in uh, and this sort of, if I can just get my kind of spiritual input, it doesn't cost me too much because um, I'm working hard or I've got other interests. It's like that, that has played into it. As good as online church has been, and if you're watching it online and we're great, you are, we want you to come back in the venues now though. That unashamedly, we'll still keep serving you. So I know people are still kind of a little nervous, but on the whole, we're now one to gather. We want to gather together. Uh, and then the other thing is that the impact of the pandemic has just dislocated us. So relationally, we feel separate. And so if you'd come to King's for a couple of years, but you still felt a little bit on the edge before the pandemic, you could well feel on the edge now. And you're thinking, I I don't know if I want to get back in and go through all the kind of inertia, the hard work of building relationship and meeting other people who are odd like me and having to build community with them. And so there's huge inertia, some out of fear and anxiety, some out of that we've literally discipled you into your front room. But what we're saying is, no, we we believe in the gathered people who worship God and build friendships with other believers. So we want to move from scattered to gathered, and that's what we do. We want to build community. And this is what we find by the time we get to the Antioch church in Acts 15, it says this. So they went down to Antioch, this is after the council of Jerusalem, and uh, and they were there with a gathered church together and delivered the letter. And the people read it and were glad for it encouraged. It, it, it was an encouraging message. So in other words, that their gospel is, they don't have to get circumcised and things like that. So I think it's a pretty encouraging letter, I suspect, to get uh, from the, the, the Council of Jerusalem. Um, but the point I want to draw you to is this was a gathered people. They gathered the church. This started scattered, but now it's gathered. And at King's, we see the gather community through Sundays and groups. Sundays when we come together, corporately, across our venues, all through the different meetings we have, and we lift the name of Jesus high. And we sit under, hopefully some really good teaching. I think we do. I think with Andrew and other communicators here get some really good teaching, and at that point we're saying, we're, we're God's people. We're here to worship, we're gonna chat with friends, have a cup of tea, How you, has your week been? So we're gonna do the kind of Sunday, and then groups. We're gonna say, actually, if you wanna become a real disciple of Jesus, you need to look into the scriptures and get with like-minded people, and pray together, and, and share lives. And we've summarized it, and we're gonna to continue to summarize it, is that we believe healthy church is Sundays and groups. We may run some online groups where that helps, but we really wanna get people together because that's community. So that's the second thing we see. This was a church that was scattered then gathered and then it was a church that built community. Thirdly, we see here, this is a church on mission. Uh, Acts eleven twenty one. 21, then the Lord's hand was with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. If you've come to this church for any length of time, you will know that I, I wondered when I was a young man whether I was an evangelist. And I've always wanted to lead and build a church that is well taught and worships Jesus and praise and builds friendship and community. But I don't want to build a church that goes in on itself, that actually has so-called mature Christians that are well-fed and connected and feel loved up. But we've forgotten the mission. We've forgotten the fact that at one point we weren't in the room. In fact, not only were not in the room, we weren't in the book of life. And if it wasn't that someone came and proclaimed the gospel to us and we had a spiritual birth, we were born again and we went from being dead to alive, and now we're alive, we want to connect with other people that are alive in Christ. And so for me, it has always been a passion that we always think about who's not in the room. At the moment, there are a whole range of believers that are not in the room because of the impact of the pandemic. And we want you back. Get involved in fellowship be with God's people, but at the same time, we want an eye on a church that is so alive in Christ that people get saved every week. And that has been our story, that people get saved every week, on average, more than one a week, for well over a decade now. And as we regather, we don't wanna lose that heart, do we, Kings? It makes life challenging at times because we have to adjust and create another meeting and launch another site. It means that we have to stretch our community but we never wanna lose that evangelistic heart, do we? Well, I don't think Kings will while I'm leading and uh, I'm still planning to do that for a while, everyone. So a mission. Fourthly, I've got two here, mercy and generosity. You can see I've struggled to get 10 in, but mercy and generosity, we wanna continue to have a big heart for the vulnerable and uh, through JRP and we're gonna be advertising a a new JRP manager in the next uh, week or so, so look out for that. And we want to be a generous community, says in verse 29, the disciples, as each one was able, so proportional giving here, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. If this is such a timely verse for us. Uh, throughout this week, I spent quite a bit of my time connecting with people across our wider New Frontiers family, organizing the launch of a Ukraine fund where we're gonna gather from our global family, I think hundreds of thousands of pounds to help people that are being scattered and fleeing for their lives with nearly nothing just to survive now. And uh, we're administrating that through our relational network of churches. And we're going to be helping brothers and sisters on the ground in Ukraine and those that flee out of that nation. Let's keep praying for Ukraine. And it's just can't imagine what it's like to live in that nation at the moment. But we're going to pray and we're going to do something very practical. And in fact, at King's, uh, we're going to take up an offering and the the details on the website and uh, uh, but we won't want you to come and be generous and, and give an offering and then we're going to, across a new frontiers, administer it through uh, to people we know on the ground. So we want to show mercy locally through JRP. We want to do it in our wider apostolic family. This is what's happening here. You know, they've scattered because of persecution. They've established a church and then they heard there's famine in Jerusalem. And so they, were, they send a gift with, via the apostles back to that church. We're doing exactly the same. At the same time, we need to continue to be generous in the support of what we're called to do as a local church. Uh, I've got some, I got some good news and I've got some bad news. The good news is that after the first six months of the year, we've raised over £1,074,000. That is remarkable. Thank you very much. And our target is 2.1 million. So you can see on a six month, it looks like that we're slightly ahead. But the bad news is in fact, We're actually slightly behind because we know that out of the 1,074, that a lot of that, or tens of thousands of that, was made up by a one off gift we received in December. And in November, we had our additional offering, which we do at the beginning of our financial year, which runs from September to August. So as we look at the underlying trend, we're going to, at the moment, we think we're going to fall actually short of our target of 2.1 million. Uh, just over two million, we think, is where it'll land. Now, I'm hoping that you'll surprise me. And particularly if you're new, you'll go, okay, we need to get involved. But even though that's going on, that's the underlying trend, we still want to do this one-off offering, and I want you to be generous. I need you to do both, actually. I need you to continue to give to Kings and continue to give into the mercy side of who Kings is, particularly now into the Ura- uh, Ukrainian fund. Um, so uh, that's one of the values. We want to be a church that is full of mercy and generosity. Another characteristic we see here is that this scattered people are gathered together and the church was taught by Barnabas and Saul. They literally want to be a church that base their life on the word of God, and we do. And that's why we encourage you to come every Sunday, get together with other believers and hear the teaching of God's word. So we do it corporately. And then also we want to do it in our groups. In fact, we want to do it every every day. It says in the Psalms, we can read the word at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. We want the word of God to basically shape who we are as a community and individually as disciples of Jesus. And so therefore, we we need to place ourselves in a context where we receive hopefully good teaching. So be careful where... where you source your input. Um, And uh, I'm delighted to say that Scott Marks, who leads, a friend of ours, leads a church in Harare in Zimbabwe, will be with us on the 10th of April. and He he will be preaching on the theme of the importance of the word of God. Another reflection post-pandemic is that we want to look at how well are we making disciples? Uh, I think it's a little early to tell because we're still in a regathering phase. We have about between 75 and 80% of the church back now, which is fantastic. So I'm very encouraged by that. Uh, but we do—we are worried about, the, where's the other 20%? Some of you may be just watching online, you've yet to come back. We want you to come together now, okay? Uh, and uh, so it's difficult to gauge. My own view, it's just my view, it's actually, I think we've done remarkably well. I've been so impressed with all of you, how you've remained faithful to Jesus uh, through the most demanding season. And it has got a massive legacy on a, a sense of dislocation and r- not feeling rela- um, related to people, but you've stayed true to Jesus. And that's my, my own view, is that there was clearly a, a whole load of people at King's who were on the edge when the pandemic hit. And in many ways, they had little or hardly any relational connection in, and so that's difficult. Their heart connection at a deep level is, well, it's going to be less than some of us that have been here longer. But actually, I don't think the issue is really discipleship. So I think on the whole, the church has done amazingly. I think it's really an issue of a breakdown of relationship, and some of you were feeling a little isolated before pandemic, and now you feel very disconnected. So you think, how can I come back to this family? Well, I wanna invite you back, yeah? And if you don't come to this family, find another one because I, I believe in incarnational ministry, which means is I believe Jesus came, took on flesh, and I think ultimately God is looking for a gather people that bump into each other, not into kind of online church experience. So I think it's totally appropriate to shop online, it's totally appropriate for health reasons, and if you're dealing with anxiety to continue online, yeah uh, but we do believe out of conviction that this is a gathered people uh seventhly we want to be open to the Holy Spirit. This was a church that was open to the Holy Spirit. Here, a prophet speaks, or in Acts 13, while they're worshiping, the Holy Spirit speaks, and they actually release their two senior leaders to serve an apostolic world. I mean, that's that's quite remarkable in itself, isn't it? A church that gives beyond itself. So we want to reach people, we want to restore them, and we want a resource. That's That's our vision, isn't it? And in this coming week, As we've called the church for a week of prayer, we're saying let's gather together and we are going to worship. And probably the main emphasis of the week, we will pray for Ukraine because obviously you can't take your eyes off global events. But we also want to pray a lot of praying for the Holy Spirit, for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, to heal up and uh, come alive in God and just be together in the presence of God where the person of the Holy Spirit is with us. Now remember, uh, biblically speaking, Paul addresses a community to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are like living stones that we come together, like the temple, and that's where the presence of God is. So though we pray for one another and lay on hands, so there's an impartation of the Holy Spirit to one another, it really is a corporate event. It is as we're together, that the Holy Spirit is there amongst us, and Jesus is lifted high, and there's something about the corporate gathering that lifts us, definitely lifts me out of my stuff, into seeing God and experiencing Christ, and so we want to have lots of the works of the Holy Spirit amongst us. Oh, I've got to keep going, Uh, my time's running out, so we want to be grace-filled, so we want to be a grace-filled church, which simply for today means that we want to be saved by grace. So our access to the throne room of heaven is not dependent on our performance, but it's dependent on his performance. You can only access it through admitting something and putting your faith and trust in Jesus crucified and risen. You can't earn it. it, you, it it's not about your performance. In fact, the only thing you can, the only way you access it is putting your hands up and say, I, I can't do it. And we want to start in grace and we want to continue in grace because Christians can very quickly feel their acceptance of God is dependent on how they're emotionally feeling or on their performance. So you can start in grace and slip into legalism and we want to say no. We want grace that says no to ungodliness, of course, so there should be fruits of repentance in your life, but that flows in response to the grace of God, not so that you earn the grace of God. And so we will continue to preach a grace-filled message at King's. Ninthly, we have a massive passion for the issue of diversity. Um, And in Acts 13, it describes the leaders of the church, and you can see that they're from different people groups. I still hold a biblical vision, a heavenly vision, I hope, of a cross-generational and a cross-black, brown and white community with Africans and Caribbeans and Asians and white British and wherever, Europeans, that's the dream. That's the biblical picture, one new man in Christ, the dividing wall is broken down between us and God, but between different people groups and we wanna visualize it and experience it with all the challenges it brings. That's a dream of kings. I have to say to you, of all the things before us, this still continues to be the most challenging thing to actually do because you're touching on so many deep issues of pain. Legacy of colonialism, legacy of slavery, the ongoing issues of racism, even the ongoing issues of racism as we see people of color trying to flee a nation. And so it's, it's massive, it's, it's very complex, everyone, but it's a biblical dream and it's worth pursuing it. And Kings has, has, hasn't arrived on this. The Black Lives um, Matter moment The the murder of George Floyd was a watershed moment in the world and mustn't be forgotten. It's still an issue. We still have much to learn, but we haven't given up, kings. I haven't anyone, on the dream that in Christ we can be one. Uh, And when we teach on this, we will... uh, a release so that everyone can see how good and how bad we're doing on this issue with our listening exercise. We've done that survey. Thank you for the three, four hundred or so that got involved in that. It's revealing. the things to be encouraged about and there's some things you think, oh man, we are not done well and we've just decided we're just going to tell you warts and all and you can make your own judgment on that but we feel it's very important for us to own this, retain a biblical vision and be open about it. And then lastly, we want to be a church that worships God and Jesus in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we wanna be a praying church. So it was after when they'd fasted and prayed that the Holy Spirit spoke. And that's why, though we had a fantastic week of prayer in January online, the moment we could get together and pray, I wanted to do it again. And that's why this evening, I'm asking you to come to the Katha Building just for an hour, seven to eight. We will worship God we will pray for one another, invite the Holy Spirit and we'll be together and we'll continue uh, expressing our dependence on God. And we're going to do it through the whole week. but well, we'll do it for six days and I'm trusting you'll, you'll come out in your hundreds like we did just before the pandemic hit. And it will be OK. This is all a part of our rebuilding, regathering uh, phase of being God's people together again. I look forward to seeing you through the week. Kings, this is a great biblical model. It's the church we are trying to be, and it's definitely the church we're aspiring to be. I hope you will come on the journey with us. Uh, Have a great week. I love you, and uh, do pray for me. There's much that uh, is on both locally and on the wider uh, scale. I value your prayers and your friendship and support. And now I'm asking you, as the pastor of this church, to gather again, come home and come to pray tonight.